0: This is an awesome day. It's one of my favorite feast days, obviously. It's very important for us to experience daily and to know and understand the power of Jesus, our Lord, who is truly present in the tabernacle, soon to be on the altar. In this Feast of Corpus Christi, as we meditate on it, I'd like to just reflect a moment on, you know, science is a gift from God. And we know science has many disciplines and many areas of study, but science can never weigh the human soul. You can't weigh the soul, it, it just can't measure the immaterial world. It can't weigh the soul. And it can't measure the size of the soul, or you can't measure heaven, you can't measure how big is hell, or you know, uh, psychological sciences can't measure. Satan's devious, psychopathic personality. You can't measure those things. It's impossible with, with science. You can't, you can't measure how fast angels move. So, the, so science is ordered toward and limited to measurement and study of the, the material world. And as we look at this, this gift of science, and since it, it can't measure uh, the, the immaterial world, It doesn't mean that what it can't measure doesn't exist. Just because you can't measure something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so our faith tells us that as Catholics, as Christians, we believe more than in just a material reality. We believe in an immaterial world, we believe in a spiritual world, a spiritual existence. And Not only do we believe and proclaim, you're sitting here proclaims that you believe that God created both an immaterial and a material world. Um, But as Catholics, we also believe that this God of the universe who made everything, the creator of all things, is truly substantially present in the consecrated host. Now today, to our, to our world, that might seem like a big stretch with all the technological advances. How could we possibly say, you know, not only do we have tons of ink being spilled that, you know, God is a delusion or that God doesn't exist or that science proves that everything came from some cosmic event or we've evolved out of some cosmic stuff or blob or something. Not only do we hear a lot of this, but we are telling the world as Catholics that we believe God exists, one, that He created the universe, and we believe that not only does He exist, but He's present in the tabernacle. No different than when He walked the earth. He's truly present, substantially, physically present in that tabernacle. Soon through the power of the priesthood to be present in that altar. So we're saying God comes to us and is transformed that bread and becomes that piece of bread and he is giving himself to us. Now to the world again. This is probably they would be they would say you have been brainwashed. You've been deluded, you have been totally out there. But I'd like to reflect for a moment over the century science has tested our faith. And what do I mean by that? Is science can measure miraculous events. It can measure miraculous things. And one of the things that science has tested is there have been Eucharistic miracles over the ages. And I'd like to reflect on one Eucharistic miracle with you today, actually that happened in Buenos Aires, involving Cardinal Jorge Bergoglio, who's now Pope Francis. And this miracle has now been published. In 1996, there was a priest in Buenos Aires who was celebrating Mass, distributing communion. And there was a woman who found a discarded communion host in the back of the church. And she brought it up to the priest. And the priest put the consecrated host in a container of water. Often when, a, when, when the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist is um, like at the nursing home, for example, if, if, a, if someone doesn't receive Him and you know, we have to bring Him back, we don't just throw that away. That's Jesus. So we have to place that host in a, in a glass of water and let it dissolve and it goes into the ground. We have to do something sacred with Jesus. So he goes into the aquarium in the sacristy into the ground. But this priest put this uh, disposed host that they found, this woman found, in the tabernacle in a glass of water. A week later, this priest discovered that the host turned into a bloody substance. It just began to change. And the priest informed Cardinal Bergoglio, who's now Pope Francis, and they had this host photographed. They photographed the host. And for several years, they, in secret, the host was just kept in the tabernacle because they didn't quite know what to do or how to handle the situation. But the cardinal decided to have this miraculous host um, analyzed by a team of forensics pathologists or scientists in New York. And in order to protect... The integrity of that study, the the team of scientists weren't told anything, obviously, about its origins as they examined it. So one of the scientists named Dr. Frederick Zugiba, he's a cardiologist and forensic pathologist. He reported these following findings as he examined under the microscope this specimen. He says, one, the sample examined is a fragment from the tissue of heart muscle containing human DNA. But again and again, the scientists could not, a number of scientists did studies and a number of laboratories did test on this specimen, this miraculous host, and none of them could find that that host would not yield a genetic code. It would not yield it. Like if I tested your blood, we could get a genetic code. We could, like a barcode almost, we could get a genetic code. This... Body and blood of Jesus, it wouldn't yield a genetic code, no matter how hard they tried. But they found human DNA, they found it to be heart tissue. And then Dr. Frederick also said that there was a presence of a large number of white blood cells in this specimen, saying that the heart was alive when the sample was taken. So it's heart tissue, human DNA, won't yield this genetic code, but the heart was alive when the sample was taken. And he also said that there's a large number of white blood cells infiltrated or penetrated the heart tissue. Indicates that the heart had been under severe stress and the heart's owner was beaten severely by the, in the chest or some way beaten. So this scientist, without even knowing it, is telling the story of the passion through the eyes of a microscope. And he doesn't even know what he's looking at. So the Lord has used science over the ages to affirm us in what we believe for the last 2,000 years as Catholics, that He is truly substantially present on this altar. And two witnesses of this scientific testing, a journalist named Mike Willis, he, some of you might know of him as a journalist, and a lawyer named Ron Tessioero. And after witnessing this, Mike, who was this great, really a, a popular journalist, um, he came back to his Catholic faith and he dedicated his gifts and talents to making this miracle of Jesus in the Eucharist known. You can watch this full, about an hour uh, documentary on my website. It's powerful. I really invite you to check it out. It is so powerful to see how the Lord has affirmed our faith through science. Science has tested faith and science has proven that This is Jesus on this altar. So, Jesus wants you to know this. He would not have miracles. This is is not the only Eucharistic miracle. There have been a recorded number of Eucharistic miracles throughout the centuries. But in a few moments, through the invocation of the Holy Spirit, through the ordained minister, through the priest, Jesus Christ will change bread and wine in His very body, blood, soul, and divinity. And it's not just any part of Him. It's His whole self, but it's most importantly His heart that He's giving to you and to me. And it's also testament that on this altar, in a few moments, Jesus is going to be truly present with His priestly heart. That heart was beaten in suffering. Every time we're at Mass, we're at the Passion of Christ. You're coming to the passion of Jesus here. You are entering into the passion of Jesus at the Mass. So you and I, with all of your crosses and your sufferings some hidden, some known, you're joining your passion with His passion. And we're offering ourselves together to the Father for the salvation of souls. And this is why before the consecration, we say, Holy, Holy, Holy. We all kneel. And then when the priest holds up Jesus, you are adoring Him with the angels. You're adoring His body and blood with the angels. So, I'd like you to think about this, pray about this, ponder this, and to think about how blessed you are. How blessed you are to have the living God of the universe on this altar. And I encourage you to, again, check out that video. It it will build your faith up and share it with others who may have left the church that don't know this gift that they're missing. And it's an awesome blessing for you and I to have such a gift. And also, no book of science can explain this, but there is a book where you can read about this And it's called the Bible. Read the institution of the Eucharist in Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, Luke chapter 24, John chapter 6. Read those. You'll read about what I just said. And the Lord is so in love with us that he can't stand being far from us. So he's come so close as to be truly present in the most blessed sacrament. So let us give praise to God today for the gift of our faith. And again, check out that video on the website. It's weddingfeastofthelamb.com weddingfeastofthelamb.com No spaces. And also today is a Eucharistic procession downtown St. Peter's Church. If you can do that, I think it starts at 2 o'clock. You can check online. But it's a powerful witness. We process with the living Jesus.